I wish you wouldn't have picked another song. I wish your vocal cords would snap. Hello, 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 amigos y familia, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. It's me, Chef Josh, with another episode of The Family Cast. That's food and music is life, yes? Today is episode 30, Mr. Jim Ward from At The Drive-In, Sparta, Sleeper Car, Solo Music, and his restaurant called Eloise in El Paso, Texas, joins me on the program today. What a conversation we had, let me tell ya, we talked about... Actually, I'm not going to tell you what we talked about because I want you to listen to the episode. I don't always like the intros where I'm like, we talked about this and we talked about that because um, I don't actually have like um, minute markers to show you where to skip to. So you kind of have to hear the whole thing. But I will tell you, Jim is a cool, cool cat, cool dude. I learned some things about him. He learned some things about me. And I hope you'll learn some things about life just from listening to this conversation. And before I forget, I wanted to invite you to my next thing. What thing, you may ask? Not a concert, but something far, far... Well, it's not that different, but hey. I do Punk Chef pairings, and my next one is August 22nd at Harvest Kitchen, the place where I do chef stuff, the place where I do all my events, up in the boardroom, the front room there at Harvest Kitchen in North San Diego County. August 22nd, a record swap, a taco pop-up, records and tacos and a bunch of other goodies. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be there for sure. I wouldn't miss it for the world, but that's the next pairing we're doing. So it's a free event. So just uh, let me know if you're going and I'll save you a spot, save you some tacos. Going to make some dog treats, going to make some kid treats, going to make some adult treats, all that kind of good stuff. Of course, there's going to be music, going to be records playing. There's going to be records playing and other things. And uh, yeah, lots of kitchen folk and all kinds of industry, industry fun stuff. Going to be drinking some coffee. There might be some live music. Who knows? You never know with these things. You never know with these parties how what we're going to be doing. But anyways, August that's August 22nd. Uh, I'll talk to you after the conversation because I want you to hear me talk with Jim Ward and vice versa. He's talking to me. And then, of course, after the conversation, I'll talk some more and then we'll play some music because this is a food and music pairing podcast. So some people might think the podcast is about family, but it's really a play on words. Well, I mean, if you're on this podcast or you work with me in the kitchen or anything, you're family. So, yeah, we care. Familia. That's why I always say amigos y familia. Friends and family. Do you get it? All right. Enough of my jibba-jabba. And we're going to get into episode 30 with Jim Ward on the family cast. Let's dig in. Rock and roll. All right. I'm here with I'm here with Mr. Jim Ward on the Family Cast. Hello, Jim. Hello. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. It's a, a lovely summer day. Um, but where where are you these days? El Paso. El yep. Paso, El Paso, Texas. Been there many times. Uh, <laughs> but you're are you born and raised there? I am. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Multiple generations. I love it. I love it. So I've been here a long time. Yeah, totally. So for those of you that don't know, Jim Jim Ward is a a musician, a restaurateur, a 
among other things. You, I don't know, you've probably written some books under a surname, or, you know, things we don't know about, like <laughs> all kinds no, of stuff. Not yet. Not not yet. Yet. Aha, not yet. Okay. So, um, but the reason I brought him onto the family cast is because he does food and music and that's what we're doing here. So I kind of, I'm not going to do like a regular kind of, what's your favorite song that you've ever written? But, you know, I mean, it might come up, but really we want to talk about kind of how our, how our lives have intersected in, sure. in the two industries. Right. So, but yeah, but obviously you've done lots of cool music and, um, oh shoot. I mean, <laughs> I have one of these things up here, uh, at the drive-in behind me, but that's funny too. Cause I, I pinned that to an, another artist from Texas did this coffee one. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, but that's just super ironic. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's just always up But anyways. So I was, I, I don't know, someone, someone told me to like, Oh, check out check out what Jim's doing in, in Texas. Cause I, you opened a restaurant in, in the early, early tens, 2010s or 2012 or so. So, um, how did, I want to hear about how Eloise came about. So there was a point I want to say in like 2008, maybe. Uh -huh. So at some point, like at the end of the, of the threes campaign for Sparta, where I was just super burned out. So I'd been on the road since I was 19 or 20 full time. Yeah. And I was in my early thirties and I was just super burned out. And so I, I went home first, I went home and, and finished, uh, the sleeper car record. And then I did about six months or 10 months kind of touring that maybe like a year. I did like a year of sleeper car and kind of like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and ended up, hooking up with a friend of mine and opening a bar. And that was kind of my first adventure in like local business, if you want, if you want to say that. Okay. And I didn't really realize at the time, but I had been a small business person for 25 years because yeah, I, I started putting out records and touring and stuff in my early teens, basically mm -hmm. like, I mean, I've been in a band since I was 12 or 13. Oh, nice. Um, so all this stuff I think was like a little more natural than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But so we we opened a bar here. We figured out that my wife is also talented at that stuff, mm -hmm. at design and sort of um, creative direction. And we had never worked together in that capacity because I kind of just been on tour forever. Right. So it kind of started with that. We did a bar and then the bar kind of grew into like we built a studio and then we built a, a venue with a couple of friends. And then mm -hmm. we opened like a food venue within the venue. And then we opened... We opened Eloise in 2012, mostly because in our neighborhood, there wasn't really anywhere to go get a beer on a Sunday afternoon that wasn't a chain restaurant. Hmm, okay. So, or a dive, like a super shitty bar. So yeah. we kind of had like one, by both extremes, <laughs> but we didn't have anything that sort of fit what we we're, like I had a meeting on a Sunday and I just wanted to go have a beer and we ended up at Applebee's and I came home and was like, we got to open somewhere. <laughs> like you're, closer you're, to the yeah. house. Yeah. And so it's, it's in our neighborhood. It's in the neighborhood that my wife grew up in. Um, and it started out as like, just a, uh, like a coffee and, uh, like a coffee and a bar sort of like European style where you kind of start your day and end your day in the same spot in yeah. the neighborhood, like have a coffee and then you have a glass of wine at the end of the day or whatever. And then we start incorporating food and we're both essentially plant-based for the most part, 98% mm -hmm. like plant-based. Okay. So once we started doing that, it was just kind of a slippery slope into like, okay, well now we'll take over a suite that has a kitchen in it. And then we'll add, you know, a full menu. And then all of a sudden you're open 20 hours a day and you have like 
insane. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of snowballed into this thing. And, and before I knew it, it just became our life more so than music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously the pandemic came and sort of changed everything again. And, and oh, now yeah. we're, we're sort of like everybody else figuring it out, but yeah, I like it. I like that. It's our, it's our gateway to be better members of the community. So right now we're trying to figure out how to evolve our restaurant into uh, something that's more sustainable than we already do and more supportive mm. of our staff and, you know, maybe finding a way to be like a B corporation and to be employee owned and sort of just try and be positive members of the community and not just take, right? So that's yeah. that's our objective now is to, is to, to turn it into, to keep evolving yeah. into something that's like both good food and uh, responsible. So less plastic, less, uh, less like short-term min- minimum wage um, mm-hmm. employees and turn it into sort of more of a career driven opportunity for people that, that yeah. love the industry, you know? That's it, really, in the short. That's cool. So that's kind of the company mission statement right now is to kind of Yeah, it's evolve. never been about, it's never been about, like anything I do, it's never about making as much money as possible. It's just not right. in my, it's not in my genetics. Like, I tend to blow things up if they get too successful or, or just mm-hmm. find a way to ruin it. <laughs> so I just <laughs> want it, I want it to be fun and, um, and be positive. That's my main thing. Have, has it been pretty positive so far? This year, I mean, obviously, like everybody was really well, aside from, yeah. Yeah, but I would say even with that, like we found a way to adapt um, and still, you know, first first we took care of everybody that had mortgage, rents, kids. We found a way to keep them on and sort of reimagine their jobs. And we turned bartenders into delivery people. And we, nice, you know, like yeah. everything we could do to keep people on and took every federal penny we could take to, to, to keep us going. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you sort of found the people that really dug in and made a commitment to our company when they don't have to. I mean, they could have easily just taken unemployment and and fuck off, but they didn't. They yeah. they stayed and they fought alongside us, and we we worked really hard to make sure that they were okay. And the right. benefit and the payback of that is happy employees. And yeah, they're, they're our friends. You know what I mean? Like they're our friends and our our work family, and we try to take care of them. So yeah, I think I think the positive is is sort of the reassessment of what's important and what we want to do. That's so good. Yeah. That's something that we're experiencing in our kitchen too. Like the, you know, retainment for one thing, but also, are you happy? Uh, I mean, cause you could be getting free money from the government, but you yeah. know, you're, you're working here. So you must have saying something about, you know, ownership. Yeah. And so that's cool. Congrats. We're, and we're also, we're not chef driven, right? So my wife, neither my wife and I are chefs. Okay. Um, so we have to rely on, on those people to, to do it yeah. and to love what they do. And also to, to understand what we're, they have to interpret what we're trying to do through their skill set, And it's not, it's not always easy to work with people on that level. Like it's hard for them to hear what we're saying and then execute that into like a, a workable situation. Right. Yeah. So we'll just totally. go in and be like, this is what we want. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like, how do we do that? And then we figure out how to do it and it's good. But it's, yeah. it's a challenge, you know what I mean? It's it's a different it's different than a lot of places. Like, and we're not restaurant tours in the sense that I look at spreadsheets and say like <laughs> this, this isn't yeah. working and this has to go and this whatever. It's way more sort of seat of the pants yeah. trying to trying to figure out what works for our community in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. That's that's good. Like yeah, having someone else cook your vision kind of work. I, mm-hmm. And I saw that I I did a little snooping on the Eloise website. Said you know 
ask us about the benefits of meatless Monday, you know, meat free yeah. Monday. So like, that's good that you're, you're also spreading awareness to some degree of, of, you know, either your eating lifestyle or the healthy benefits of doing so, or, you know, right. discounting vegan and vegetarian items. Um, when obviously there's plenty of meat eaters around, um, mm -hmm. around, te around Texas and, um, yeah, for sure. but, but and that's our, our, our main culinary situation in in west texas is northern mexican cuisine right so it's just mm -hmm. tons of eggs and cheese and like it's it's big and it's heavy like that's the yeah. that's what people are used to and we're trying to introduce something that's different without being aggravating about it or condescending or like yeah um you know tacky so we're just like come in and try it like it's you know what i mean just come and try it it's cool hang out have a beer like exactly we carry, we carry really good wine we also carry bud light you know like we're for we, everybody yeah, we try and find a spot, you know? I mean, it's a scratch kitchen, so it's going to be a little bit more expensive than just straight, you know, freeze and bake, but it's, we try to make it more accessible than just that kind of like, yeah, we don't want to be arrogant. We don't want to be snooty, you know, like. I love that. Yeah. You got to be accessible if yeah. you want to, especially if you're trying to teach something or spread a message of some sort right. of, you know, the, the light, the, the diet and stuff like that. But I saw that you have Lone Star beer and you have stone, which is San Diego. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of run the gamut. Um, and, but I wanted to hear about, I also wanted to ask you about and in Eloise and, and putting the music together. It's like, you have curated playlists. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So that? Christine, also my wife does, um, like as creative director, part of her role is to set the atmosphere. So she designs, and like everything from the uh you know like our aprons are, are custom made you uh -huh. know like all of our aprons and they're made without logos so that if you want to take your apron to your next job you can oh, like, nice. so we don't, we don't because you know when you get a job at our place you have to spend the ten dollars on the apron because that's how much it costs we don't charge anything more than it costs uh -huh. but, but our aprons are made um again custom made to to enhance sort of our or Christine's kind of vision for the the whole aesthetic, and that comes down yeah. to the playlist, right? So she'll make. Um, I mean, we I had I had a meeting there today, and somebody was like, "How many playlists do you have?" And I said, "Hundreds," because she does it. <laughs> she does it all the time, and it needs to fit the mood because we like you know if if a large table of, you know of of retired women come in for their weekly wine and and hangout session, like uh -huh. maybe we don't want to play Black Flag at that moment. <laughs> But at the same time, maybe we do. And we try and push sort of those things. So we, you know, I mean, obviously we keep it pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty tame in the language, but it's not like we're total, it's not 100% clean. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're, 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 it's, you're, you're having Rosé um, here, here's some black flag and try this vegan food. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're just going to mix it up and see if you can, and hang out. And then also yeah. be receptive and understanding if people look uncomfortable, let's try and let's try and back it off a bit and make sure that they feel good. We're mm -hmm. not trying to make anybody feel bad on purpose. No, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're a super, we have a sign on the door that says everybody is welcome. You're basically welcome till you're not welcome. That's the rule. <laughs> so don't get, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, like I can't remember, there used to be a bar in Seattle that had all these rules. And at the bottom, it was like, just don't be an asshole. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. A, yeah. Like we don't, don't assholes aren't allowed. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's, that's also that should be on their, the back of their shirts or something like it probably was yeah it probably yeah, was. yeah that's a yeah it sounds like your wife has she does i have a lot of playlists for for my kitchen and for our, my events and like uh we like we did that vegan dinner last night and it played your blink twice and stuff like that. It's cool um did you do you think that in your in your music stuff that um as far as all the any lyrics that you've written 
do you sneak in some do you sneak in politics here and there or is that more just more recently with stuff going on so i've i've always been politically minded uh-huh. and so obviously like you know at the drive-in i'm not writing lyrics but i would certainly say things from the stage um in sparta yeah. way way more you know sometimes it was it was subtle and i would wear a vote shirt on stage uh-huh. you know i had a guitar that if you flipped it over said fuck bush when you know bush was sort of what we thought was an evil president right and then it turns right. out we, we had no idea what was coming um, <laughs> but i've always been probably more political in in speaking with people or from stage because lyric writing is a bit more uh maybe sort of more of my poetic side but i mean there's yeah. i mean la, la circa is a song about growing up um white you know a few miles from a border mm-hmm. with a third world country where my privilege is getting me um more than i probably deserve you know and i and and part of that growth is being aware of it and not i don't i don't think i have the answer by any means mm-hmm. but i think that i have the curiosity and I'm surrounded by people, or I like to surround myself with people that are going to push those questions. Good. Um, so yeah, I think maybe not overtly, but right. yeah, um, definitely I've never shied away from it. But the the other part of that thing is that I don't chastise fans if they're not in in the same opinion of me. Like I don't mm-hmm. kick people off Instagram if they like Trump. Like they can't be assholes, but if they're like, hey, I I voted for Trump, I'm like, look, that's the whole point of this country. Yeah. is that you you are allowed to vote who you want for like that mm-hmm. is i have no problem with that at all do i agree with you no not at all but that's mm-hmm. not i'm not gonna chastise you for it or, or use my very heavily liberal fan base to shame you like right. that's not that's yeah. not appropriate i don't exactly. think you're gonna get anywhere by doing that it and doesn't. i'd rather have a conversation you know i'd rather have a conversation than exactly than just use my bullet pulpit right so exactly that's good that's a good way to look at it like just let's just talk or Let's just, uh, like you said, no assholes allowed uh, no on, assholes on, allowed. on yeah. any belief, on any belief. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. But um, I, I wanted to, uh, yeah, just to further that, like, kind of playlist and curation, um, going back to, I mean, I've been kind of doing these music and beer pairings and whatever pairings with uh, food and wine or whatever with, you know, all the way back to at the drive-in in Sparta and all the way through today with your new release stuff. So, like, um, I think that the way your emotion comes through and your singing and your songwriting has, has been a, not easy, but like, I can, I can figure out things to pair it with really easily because of the emotion that I put into food or, you know, if I'm putting on an event or whatever, like there's certain things that fit really well. Um, and honestly, I think that for a while, I think some people didn't realize that you were some of the, that was big emotional sounds of the vocals of at the drive-in too. Um, like some of the screams is like, yeah it's not just a singer it's like there's so many components to the band it's like let's give everyone credit because you know um once once people heard sparta it's like yeah that's the voice from over here you know like now it's in the center stage so props to that um but like i think it really puts um i think it really (laughs) puts an emotion back into when i'm trying to say hey the reason this you know for example blink twice from from the new record um works well with this dish is because if you can use your ears while you're eating kind of like maybe what you do at Eloise or what Christine does, mm-hmm. if you can use all five senses, then you'll have a much better experience, you right. know, and if you can yeah. hear what he's, and if you can hear what he's saying, you'll have a more memorable experience too, you right. know, so it's all very, the, all that stuff fits into the same, just like you're saying, use all five senses, mm-hmm. like, you know, the room matters, the, 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 the server's attitude matters, 
because One, I mean, oh, yeah. more than five senses, right? There's a there's a whole other level of of like, you know, it's the soil, but the soil is is all of these things. It's mm -hmm. the server and the playlist mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know the colors in the room and mm -hmm. food. All that stuff is important, and I think it really it, like you're saying, if somebody puts a thought into it, it can elevate it for sure. Totally. Like, and also like giving your last thought to, you know, if you're going to end the meal with whether it's espresso or a cheese plate or a dessert, like that, everything has to be memorable from start to finish kind of, because that's what they're going to remember is mm -hmm. maybe that, maybe that last detail. So like, even when writing music, it's like, if we put that, I, I feel like it should be every last detail is noticed. And, and I think that congrats to you and Tucker and, and Ben, it's like the, I think every last detail is rendered out on this new album. Like it's there, you know, even though you were never together, right? right. We were never in the same room. <laughs> we actually haven't been in the same room since I introduced those two guys, like in 2010 or 2009, maybe in Australia. Wow. Yeah. Just Cause we were all, we were all on a tour in Australia and I introduced them to each other. That's the last time we were all in the same room. And, <laughs> and we've just been friends sort of in this, like, you know, like all of us know each other from mm -hmm. different yeah. bands or whatever, but that's crazy. You know, this, this record was just uh, kind of, you know, just some some dumb luck, really. Yeah. Just you the just way <laughs> the way it worked out was not it was not intended to be anything more than just us making some songs. And I was just going to sort of drop them online at some point. And then and then it just kind of got out of control. Well, how did you like did you just say? Do you know Dynalone Records guys before this? Or like, did you say, hey. Yeah, the last, the last Sparta record was on Dynalone. So I signed a, like a three record deal with Dynalone. Oh, okay. Under okay. under my name. So the first record was a Sparta record, Trust River. And then this record. And then I have one more record on my contract. But they also, um, I've known them for a long time. Yeah, I've known Joel for a long time. Gotcha. Okay, I, I should have known that. Because I was, I was going to ask you about Cat Scream um, yeah. on, on that record. Um, what's the line... Um, I come from a land of liars. Like, is are you talking about? Is that like family related, or are you talking about Texas or U.S.? Um, so it's it's kind of talking about um, people that that come that sort of reinvent their. Um, it's hard to put into words without sounding really negative, but it's it's talking okay. about sort of when people say anything that you don't have concrete proof isn't great is mm -hmm. great. So like. Um, oh, I had a great childhood or, oh, my, you know, my parents are super supportive or I have a killer marriage or, you know, my band is totally functional. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I've never, I've never really found a community that was a hundred percent honest. Mm. And I don't think it's a fault of anybody. I just think when you have that realization that you are, um, not necessarily telling the whole truth when you say these things, it's mm -hmm. like, it's very much social media, right? Everybody right. puts the picture that, that on the good days, yeah, or the incredible bad days. But you sort of all the yeah. mundane gray parts of shit is gone, and I think it's just, you know, for me, there's a lot of lines that will that will come to me and mean something, and then I'll build something out of it. And it's not always like a song isn't always a hundred percent one thing, right? So it'll it'll sort of weave in and out of stuff, and then maybe yeah. ties it together. Maybe it doesn't. Like that's sort of one reason I when people ask me what something is about, not in this necessarily, but when they say like, oh, Cat Screen's my favorite song ever, tell me what it's about. I just say, what is it about to you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's more important to me than, than this. Like all I'm doing is giving you a prompt. So my prompt is a song and then where you go with it is, is good. So what does that line mean to you? When you hear that line, what do you think of? When, when I personally heard it? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, well, I was thinking, I was saying if the song's called Cat Scream and it's on, 
trust the river, right? Um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, to me, I feel like you as a writer or, or musicians, like almost every line kind of, not that it's thematic, thematic to the record necessarily, but like something should be related to why it's on this particular album or like what, you know, why it wasn't on a, a previous record or like another mm -hmm. band or something like you wrote it for this particular time and place on your album. Um, but I, I think that in that song, um, I, I just feel like it means that you, you were writing, I feel like you're writing from a personal standpoint of noticing the people around you saying those things, like you said, like rose colored lenses, everything's great. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, or, or on the negative side, it's like um, uh, they could be lying that everything's also more, I guess, bad, I guess the word would be worse than it seems, you know, to mm -hmm. a certain degree, almost like catastrophic yeah. or, you know, fatalistic or propaganda in a, in a certain way to make you, to make you believe something uh, that you don't want to believe. Or so I, I yeah. might be looking too, too deep into it, but I'm thinking, oh, no, like, I think, I think all of that's fair, honestly. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and also, so the last uh, three or four years, like definitely trust the river and daggers are, are really me like it's 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 a yeah. lot of yeah. me without other people around me so trust the river is there's 10 songs on it i wrote nine of them matt miller wrote one okay. this is the first time i didn't write as a band and i basically because there's only really two members of sparta it's me and matt yeah. so when it went to make the record i said bring all the songs you want but i'm not going to write i'm not going to write collectively and share publishing and and like i'm not going to do that anymore because it's Currently, I won't say I'll never do it again, but currently that's not fun for me. Like, it's not fun to sit in a room and negotiate my songs anymore. I'm not going to do it. So if that means people like them more or less, none of that matters to me. If it means that you don't want to play with me, I would understand that 100%. And I don't yeah. hold it. I don't hold anybody. Yeah. I really try to not ask anybody to do anything that they don't want to do because I don't want, I don't want people to do what they don't want to do. So like, if you don't want to play my songs, no worries. Yeah. I have no, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't take it personally. I understand. You know, and Matt was like, hey, I got this song, uh, Empty Houses, and it's fucking great. Like, that's one of the best songs on the record. And mm -hmm. I was happy to sing his his song, you know? Yeah. And so and I just like doing that for the time being. I, I've been a part of a collective for 20 plus years. And right. I just need. So maybe part of me saying I come from a land of liars is like, I'm just trying to be honest with myself. And for the first time, say, I don't want, I don't want this, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't, I want to be honest about it. And, and I honestly feel like I don't want to do this with you anymore or you or whatever the case is and, and let it be, you know, and mm -hmm. obviously there's repercussions, but I, I want to be honest with myself before anything else. So this has been like a journey and I'm still on it continuing. And now I'm sort of totally. finding the point where I'm starting to collaborate with people in a different way. And it's really, it's really fun. Like I'm writing songs right now and sending them to people and they're sending stuff back. And I don't care about the publishing or the credit. That's not important to me, but it's yeah. more, just, yeah. can you enhance what I'm doing? Because there were moments in my life where, you know, for instance, writing songs with Cedric enhanced what I did mm -hmm. and it was, it took it to a whole other place. And, and I love that. So I'm not, it's not about me. It's about the song, right? So what are we doing to get the song in a better place? Yeah. I'm just exploring that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're on a, you're on a, to me, you know, the, with the like hills and valleys of people's lives or journeys as, as philosophers yeah. put it, I feel, I feel like you're like, you know, at the kind of the top of a hill, at least like with these songs, because daggers is like some of your best. I, I'm not going to, 
I'm not gonna no, lie. You yeah, know? I feel great. I mean, I love hearing that, but also I I agree with you. Like, <laughs> you, you yeah, you, you should. Know, I, I'm super I'm super pumped on what's happening right now with me creatively, and I just want to write it out. Yeah, I can't wait for more. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here real quick. Not another interruption, but this one is important because I wanted to tell you that my guest today, Jim Ward, is an amazing musician. If you haven't heard by now, he has one of my favorite records that has come out in recent history called Daggers, and it's on Dynalone Records, and he's, it's done with uh, amazing musicians, um, and it, you'll hear it in the conversation. Let's talk about it, of course, but you know... I had a guest on the show previously, Shauna from War on Women, and she does a song on the record with Jim, and I think it's such a cool song. I just wanted to shout it out to you. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it here so um, uh, on this little break and then get back into the show. But I do encourage you to go to Dynalone Records' website or through Jim somehow through his websites or his uh, Instagram accounts. But get the record, uh, Daggers. It's really, really good. I wouldn't be saying this in the middle of a show if it, if it wasn't. Yeah, so anyways, I have played some of his songs in my kitchen for pairings, and the song Secrets by Jim Ward uh, featuring Shauna Potter is just really, really good. So here's a little bit of it, and then we're going to get back to the show. So be sure to get your copy of Daggers on Dynalone Records by Jim Ward. Here it is. Enjoy. like i just had shauna on on the mm -hmm. show um um i asked her i said it sounded like jim almost wrote that song for you in mind with you in mind you know like to, to for those parts even if he didn't it sounds it was a perfect match like it yeah, no, sounds like sounds like you wrote it and you're thinking you know who would sing this really well i'm gonna call shauna or something like that you know that's, that's exactly what happened so oh, like perfect. I, knew, I, knew, <laughs> I knew i wanted it to be a call and response and i knew that i needed somebody who could push me uh because she's so passionate, but she's also technically skilled. Yeah. And, and I was like, I need, I don't just need like another vocalist. Like I need Shauna basically. And, totally. and I've known her for a super long time. So I know her work really well. And yeah, I mean, totally hundred percent when I wrote it, I basically wrote it and called her when I came out of the vocal booth and was like, will you sing on this song? And she's like, send it. I'll tell you, nice. which is cool. She didn't agree before she heard it, which I think is awesome. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? She had to. Hear, she wanted to hear it first to to mm -hmm. give you critique, and and she's like, "Yes, I'll." You know, like this yeah. is awesome. No, or, I don't... She, she was into it, which is cool. But I just thought it was cool that she didn't just say, "Oh yeah, for sure, I'll sing on it," and then 
have to figure it out to tell me that she didn't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, was, I was one happy that she wanted to do it, but two, I was happy that she did it uh, because she liked it, not for any other reason. So dude, no, that one, that was definitely on my, my top, top, you know, list, top of the song list for, for this year, for sure. It came out. I don't know what the sound is just like, um, I don't know. She, one of you singing and like, it goes to like a minor harmony or something like that. Like on the dragging me down part, it's just like, yeah. Whoa, that really pulls me in. That, yeah. that part really like uses my, um, I don't know. Not, I don't know if it's emotion or just, it's like really undertow, like, like, I don't know. You, you nailed it a moment on that one. So congrats on that. You know, of course, you know, there's, there's been a few, but like that one also like randomly, like it came up on my, like an email feed or Instagram or something like that, that you had a new record. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like I'll go check it out. And I got it and I got the splatter vinyl or something like that. And, yeah. um, but I, I, I didn't know that she was on the record and I didn't know that, you know, Tucker was drumming and like, it was like almost like a, a an ensemble cast really. <laughs> but, yeah. but then I, I heard that I was like, dude, <laughs> for, for like a, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's some like sometimes solo acts or solo artists coming from other bands. It's not as good as they, I don't know. It doesn't sound. It's I don't know. hard. It's, it's really it's hard. hard. To, it's yeah. hard to go from oh, a band to not, right? And that's why I've never done a rock record with my name on the front of it. Like, that's why all my, my solo stuff has been drastically different, mm -hmm. like very quiet and acoustic or whatever, because I'm well aware that putting out a Sparta record and then putting out a Jamord record that's a rock record, the only real difference is going to be the name on the front and some of the people playing on it. Sure. And if I fuck that up, then I'm really kind of sinking both ships at once. And so I needed to get away. And like I was saying before, like I needed to be able to be honest with myself about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I think now I'm at the beginning of, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 45 this year. I feel I'm probably mentally healthier than I've ever been in my life. I'm physically nice. healthy, like musically healthy. I'm interested in what I'm doing. Yeah. But I also know that this is the beginning of a new chapter and I'm down to go play. You know, I told my agent, one, I'm open to tour with anybody that will have me that's a good band and, and nice people. Like, I don't have any ego sort of like, right. oh, I'm not playing first or second. or Like, I don't care. I understand that I'm rebuilding something um, because I made a conscious decision to step away from the easy, yeah. you know, Sparta sells tickets. There's not a huge difference between me playing a show under my name and Sparta playing other than the people around me. But I'm still playing Sparta songs and I'm still the singer. And... I, I consciously made a decision to take a different road that's going to take a lot of work to build because I want to be honest with myself and say that I want to go play all of these songs. I don't want to just play yeah. Sparta songs. I want to be able, I mean, there's an At The Driving song that I sing. I want to be able to play that. I would never play that under Sparta, you know? Oh, that makes sense, would, yeah. It, it would be hard for me to go and play solo songs at a Sparta show because that's a band and I'm a member of that band. And right, right. When I, when I play under my name, then I can sort of reinvent all of this stuff. And at 45, that sounds really exciting to me. Yeah, it's kind of like, it also sounds a little bit courageous and vulnerable to to kind of start start over in a sense, but of like, you know, like you said, opening for, like you're going on tour with my friends, you know, you're going on tour soon with um, with Thrice, right? Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, some people would say, oh, a solo artist, they're opening for Thrice is like, well, also you're, you are probably going to play songs from your, your whole catalog. Yeah, you know? and, and I have a band. Like it's not just yeah. me with an acoustic. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're not. So it's this, not. this is like the, the 
like now I will start the education process. Like I will do all of the tour press that I normally would probably not do. Like I'll do every, I'll do high school papers or zines or whatever, because I understand my job is to now educate folks on what I'm doing. Uh -huh. And what I'm doing is playing basically any song I've ever sung with a, with a different band, which will probably have Matt Miller in it anyway, but like, <laughs> because we're bros and we like to play together, but there you go. There you go. And, but it's the education process of like, no, it's not me and acoustic guitar. It's actually like a three piece, um, you know, it's going to be loud and, and it's rock and roll. And, but let's go show people because I think that's the ultimate way for me to, to show what I'm doing is mm -hmm. do these shows. I can't, I mean, I can't wait to open for thrice. I can't wait to play to that crowd. Who's going to know some of the songs and not realize that my name is that singer from that band. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait for that moment where people are like, Oh fuck, wait a second. That, that <laughs> yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll check out his record. Maybe they I, won't. I don't know, I, but yeah. I'm excited about that. To me, that's invigorating. It's not, it's not even, it's not even like a humbling situation. I'm actually super excited about it. I don't Good. consider this yeah. a step down at all. Like I don't consider any of this a negative. All of this is a positive mm. to me. Totally. Yeah. Like they're going to be like, I saw you on Conan or <laughs> yeah. like that. Cause, cause you guys are always on there. I right? was 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you start feeling old. <laughs> People are like, oh, I love that third record. I was 12. Oh, man. That's... Oh, well, here, now you're here with your kids at the show, you know, like, yeah. that's cool. But it's, like... also, it's also exciting because I think there's this weird time period between sort of like early 30s and early 40s where you just don't really know where you fit in because mm -hmm. your fan base is now sort of aged out of going to shows mm -hmm. um, and they're having, you know, they're starting families and careers and like, yeah it's just they lose that connection a little bit for good reason like they have other stuff to do i get it sure and then and then about 10 years later they're like hey my kid really likes at the drive-in or my kid's really into sparta and we both got daggers and now we're like i've gotten so many of those messages from people yeah um and then you sort of find like this whole new energy so i just feel like i've been on this really interesting journey and i want it to continue and it involves both food and food venues and rock and roll and yeah i love that and playlists and you know all of it is all of it is is it's about the journey to me yeah you're speaking my language you're yeah. speaking my language with the food and 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 stuff um what uh i know that you you do beer fridays like typically yeah. typically you do beer fridays yeah. um did that come about because you wanted to is that just like a hangout time with buddies and drinking beer or were you like actually pairing a certain drinks with, with. No, no, no. It started like out. So it actually started out my friend, Beth though, that is a politician that people now know mm -hmm. kind of from his political career. But when he was our, our congressman and I was touring a lot, we've known each other since I was, since we were teenagers, but right. when we would both be in town, we would go grab a beer. And there's been these sort of pivotal moments in, in our life where where we would just go and have a beer and sort of not deal with the rest of the world or whatever mm -hmm. and when yeah. the pandemic when the pandemic hit he started doing the thing on instagram live and he invited me on and we talked on there okay um and he was saying oh you know you should do you should do your you should do this on fridays instead of friday beers like because we would just say friday beers when we would go have beers uh -huh. but then it became uh we're just going to do it on Instagram because we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We're locked down. Um, I canceled all of my tour dates. I was really yeah. looking forward to seeing my friends on tour that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh -huh. So 
we just started doing it on Fridays and that kind of one thing led to another and I sort of get obsessed with things and I, I kind of just stuck to it for like, I don't know, it was like 36 straight weeks or something like that. <laughs> but I did it from April to the end of October and Josh Hami was the last person I had on before I took a break and it was such a powerful conversation yeah. and it was so emotional and crazy that we had it in front of the public Life. essentially. Yeah. And then I started, I was like, okay, that's it. We're done. Like I'm taking the holidays off and who knows if we'll do this again. And I started getting like messages from my friends, like in, not Instagram, but like just text messages from my, my friends and bands that said, Hey, I watched the Josh episode. I would love to, I would love to do this with you. I would love to have these conversations because it's a, it's not an interview and it's not just a friend conversation. It's this weird area between the two. Um, and it kind of just fueled me into the second, second season, if you want to call it that. And yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's been really interesting. I mean, I've struggled yeah. to find, um, I've, I've sort of am running out of my Rolodex of, of tight friends and now pandemics over in a lot of places to some degree, even though it's really not. Um, so I just decided to take July off because the pressure of like lining it up was getting a little hectic. I feel you. So, so we took July off. Um, mm. and I know it's, I know we, I was back and forth with you on being able to do this. And I'm sorry, because I, I know the other end of it. Like, <laughs> That's okay. Can we just lock in a day? No, but, no, I mean, it's fine. We come back in August and, and it's going to be um, probably a couple of months of doing it again um, nice. and then wrap it up. And then we sort of, it's weird that this is, again, life is a journey and I don't know where it's headed. Like I've started getting offers for taking this to another level. And then I start thinking like, okay, why not? see where this takes me and yeah. i really enjoy talking to people and i enjoy um the the technical aspect of doing this mm -hmm. but mostly i'm fascinated with people's stories and i yeah. love talking to people and that's one reason like it shows i get this like at every show what are you doing hanging out in the bar and i'm like where else would i be i don't want to sit in the dressing room it's boring <laughs> you know like i don't want to be back there by myself yeah yeah I want to be out here and meet people because I need that fuel for my mm -hmm. life. Like I need that to write songs. I can't write songs about being in a dressing room. Like there's no, <laughs> so, that'd be, a, that'd be maybe uh, uh, an interesting song uh, to hear. But. It'd be super boring because that, <laughs> that shit is super boring. Um, yeah. And I don't need to go, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the point in life when I'm just out trying to party and, and go crazy. Like I'm just looking for like, good meals, good conversations, interesting yeah. stuff, travel. Like I love to travel. So let's use music and, and Friday beers, maybe possibly to go out and travel and talk to people and hang out. I um, love it. That's on my list. Like to tr yeah. try to take this to go visit my friends and uh, across the country or in, in yeah. Mex Mexico city or Greece or, or, yeah. or Eloise or anything like that. Like, you know, like do this uh, live and stuff like that or whatever. But like, did you get this kind of spark from, was this kind of in your family or did somebody own a business or were they like, you know, religious no. politicians? I don't know. Like, how did you get all these kind of like artistic bent things? Um, I think probably most of it is driven by my, my need for social interaction. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a terrible athlete as a kid. <laughs> so I sort of found my, like, I, I joined a baseball team three years ago, like a Sandlot baseball team. And I, I fucking love it. Like three years ago, like recently, three, like yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I found that I've always been a, 
my body has always been 40 years old, which is why I was, <laughs> which is why I was like a terrible athlete when I was in high school, because I was a 40 year old man. There it is. It's in, in a 14 year old body. It was just very confusing for me. Wow. But then what happened is all, all the other people caught up to me and now I'm like, just pretty average. Like, ah, okay. so what is a 40 year old 14 year old uh like weak knees like how does that work like um... yeah just just shitty eye hand coordination like bad (laughs) knees it takes you a while Uh, to focus your eyes in the morning yeah yeah just a little confused all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that also also you have to remember like sandlot baseball is like 30 percent just drinking beer so totally yeah it's like it's it's like kickball yeah it's the same shit so i've been I love that. I think it's, it's been like a, a, another cool, weird thing on the journey of, of life. Mm-hmm. Is it, um, are you, is that why you did those baseball bats recently with, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cause you're like, yeah. yeah. Cause so was... there's, a, there's a baseball bat company here in mm-hmm. El Paso and we, we went down because they're going to sponsor our sound lab baseball team. So they said, come down, hit some bats, like learn about how bats are made. And, and again, being new to all this stuff, I was just learning you know how it works and and what length bat you should use and what kind of wood they use it's a it's very similar to, to guitar necks yeah, yeah. like uh-huh. as i was like hanging out and and going through the process with them i'm like oh this like i can tell you certain necks that i won't use because of the the shape of the neck makes yeah. my hand feel weird and we, we we're just talking about sort of that stuff and then also musicians and athletes have a lot in common Mm-hmm. um which i have a lot of like athlete friends professional athlete fr- not a lot of them but i have professional athlete friends that we have really similar lives like traveling and pressure and weird shit and you know it's, <laughs> yeah, it, totally. it, 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 there's similarities right so in the process of hanging out with these guys i was telling them about the record and they said well do you think you would want to make a bat um to celebrate the record we could donate them to your charity and like okay there we go for sure that's yeah. a good way and we sold out in like 30 seconds. It was I know. amazing. Because they're not they're not cheap. Like they're no. $150. But it's, and I was but like, it's cool. Oh. It's a cool thing. Like um it's ridiculous. There's 10 of them made, you know, and and oh, there's only 10. Ever. Yeah. Oh, like okay. we'll never we'll never do it again. We'll never <laughs> well, I mean we'll never do that again. Like so that maybe for the next I record. Hate you, I hate when you buy something and then it's like one of 10, and then you're like, wait, there's one of now 50, and now they're like, so mm. yeah, it's just it's 10 bats made. Um, two of them are saved for like a charity auction at the end of the year. Oh, cool. But so the other eight were sold, and, and we got to raise that money for our charity, which essentially funds a girl's rock camp. So amazing. I mean, honestly, that's the first time I've probably ever seen a musician band that I that I know or freak listen to that has done a baseball bat. Yeah, I don't know of any other. I mean, Jack Jack White's got a baseball bat company. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> but I but mean, it's, but it's awesome. It's an awesome company, and he brought his whole sort of absolutely killer design aesthetic yeah. to the company. That's and cool. It, it's pretty awesome. They're called Warstick, but it's a. It's, <laughs> they're like the coolest looking fucking bats. I bought. I mean, I bought one just because I was like, "That's the coolest looking fucking." Yeah, bat. the name. I would probably wear that logo on a shirt or something. But I mean, yeah, I don't mean, I haven't seen it. I was just think. I'm thinking that it sounds. Yeah, you should pretty, check it out. You okay. Check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I used to listen to Warstick in the '80s. Um, <laughs> no, like I love. I grew up doing baseball, and you know, yeah. um, that's so that's totally cool. We have like, uh, or you know, I I. By the time I saw that bat post online, that there was no bats left, you know, I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna check it out." It's like sold. As soon as I see sold out, I'm like, "Dang it!" 
because I'm in the I'm in the kitchen a lot, so I don't get to like scroll Instagram and like immediately when a record pops up, I get to buy it or whatever. I get I get a lot of sold out messages, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, when I get when I finally get to get something, I'm like, yeah, I got I I got the new uh, I, I got I got the new quicksand record that just came out, and I was like, I I made it, I did it, I didn't, I got it before it sold out or whatever, you know, like. So good too, right? Um, well, um, I can't. I've only heard three songs off it, but God, those three songs are fucking amazing. Walter can do no wrong. Um, he's reached he's reached Nirvana. He's like he's just like you know the the god of post hardcore. I don't know. Um, no, he is. He is. That's I, I like, one like one of my heroes. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, did you? So was uh, I heard you say before that your dad was a musician or somebody in your family was a musician? So my 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 dad is a, a musician. Yeah, he plays okay. guitar. He played guitar like in a bar band in high school. Oh, nice, El, nice. In El Paso, like a cover band that would play sort of for the troops. So there's a big military base here, and mm-hmm. they would play sort of for the troops that were headed to Vietnam. And okay. The weird, like his stories would always be this weird kind of emotional tinge of, of like that's a hard thing to do. Like you're playing essentially somebody's goodbye party every night. I always think about it that way. I don't know if he saw it that way, but by the that's time crazy. I heard the stories, um, and you know there'd always be like crazy bar fights, and I think they wore matching. <laughs> suits right because it was yeah a, yeah, yeah um it sounds that's very he, top gun he did it like uh you know as a hobby basically and so there was always like an acoustic guitar in my house mm-hmm. um and he was you know when I, I remember being like 10 years old and, and plucking a string and turning the tuning peg and mm-hmm. just listening to it change and i broke the string and i was horrified that i fucked something up and <laughs> and he was really encouraging no 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 you broke it but it's fine like we'll put another one on and if you're interested here's a book that shows you ah. some chords or some notes and i think i learned america the beautiful from uh like a transcription sort of thing on it and sort of from that point on it was just like okay now i'll learn a dead kennedy's record now i'll learn a pixie's record now i'll listen to subhumans like it all happened at the same time, skateboarding, punk rock, everything. And, and exactly. they were, you know, they were, they were tolerant, if nothing else, you know, they would sort of, our band would practice in the house and mm-hmm. which must've been fucking awful. If you think about it, like, <laughs> yeah, just learning how to play for five or six years. I mean, yeah, must've been really nuts. Was it the America, the beautiful, the Ray Charles version or, or classic? I mean, it was in the Roy Clark guitar book. So it's so, just like just yeah. the melody, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So and yeah. I don't even know if it was that. It was something like that. Some easy sort of like seven note melody that when you played it, you're like, oh, I know that. Woody Guthrie, yeah. Um, what 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 uh what kind of let's go back into your kind of restaurant brain here and yeah. uh who does a Christine kind of curate the menus with the chef kind of thing, or are you so pretty she's involved? Sort of in, she's sort of yeah, like creative direction of of the menu. So we'll we'll look at for a while we would sort of change the menu quarterly like top to bottom and oh, then okay. and then we realized that we were sort of uh sort of we didn't have enough of a fan base for that people were sort of discovering our restaurant every three months <laughs> yeah so yeah then they would come back and they'd be like what the fuck this is not what i had last time or whatever so where's my chilaquiles started, exactly and we started just sort of learning that there's a, a time and a place for that and so generally she kind of is the like looks over that and will say like um i want you know i want a kale salad with this mm-hmm. sort of vibe and then i'll go essentially we'll sit with our basically like our kitchen management and just talk about how we can do that 
and also how we can do it without wasting anything and how we can do it with yeah. evolving things that we have into it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, right now we're trying to get rid of the most amount of plastic we can in the kitchen. So mm -hmm. part of our challenge is to, is to be healthy, safe food prep without throwing away a thousand Ziploc bags a day. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... It's a challenge and it's hard. Um, Costly. and what it does is it, it requires a shitload of, of human power. Mm -hmm. that is not exactly economically friendly and storage but, and yeah, yeah, else, yeah. Figuring it out. I, I know what you mean i feel you there um I, I, what about the salad sal odd yeah so that was, that was so our, our kitchen manager is named sal so oh okay yeah we sort okay. of we sort of approached him and said we want a winter salad um what do you want to, what what would you like to see because also i want people to feel creative in our space I love that. And, and he came back with something and we said, we like the beginning of this, but can we try uh, this? And he said, uh -huh. yeah, absolutely. And so part of it is just um, making sure that people feel that they have a creative outlet as well. And it's yeah. not just, it I keeps mean, them, look, it, it keeps them there. Yeah. So we sign the paychecks, but it's not, you know, it's the same as this record. Like my name's on the front, but it's, it's, it took 30 people to make this record and yes, yeah, <laughs> that one, <laughs> but it's just not, I don't carry the, I mean, like any musician or whatever, I have an ego, but I don't, I don't carry it at a level that is, I hope to not carry it at a level that is invasive to other people's creativity. I, I yeah. I mean, speaking of like ego or whatever, are you like, do you feel like you're, are you like a sensitive artist? Are you emo? I mean, are you like, I mean, because the songs are emotional or yeah. like emotive. Yeah. I, I think I as a listener, as a as an artist, creative, whatever, it's like I can tell that you're doing something here. Like, are you do you feel like you are in touch with your emotions? Are you like, you know, because you said I, you're like at a place mentally that's yeah, like yeah. right there. I, I think I always have been. So I'm I mean, I was what they would call a sensitive kid, right? I was a sensitive kid, I'm a sensitive mm -hmm. man. Um my feelings get hurt as easily as anybody else's. But the, the counterpoint to that is that I also have a real defensive bone in my body where I will buck up. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, if I was telling somebody today that- You've got a secret. A, like if I'm at a club and, and, and let's say a bouncer is fucking with a kid, like I will get between them and yeah, yeah. I will put my body there and I will buck up. Like I will physically get bigger in order to to combat that situation but i like to well, think that i use it for good totally. and i don't just like i'm not a bully but i will defend you know what i mean yeah so yeah. i think like for sure one i'm super passionate about the music that i make and i would never i would never put out shit if you don't like it that's fine i don't care um but i don't i don't put out what i think is shit mm -hmm. so yeah it's passionate and and i think that i i'm an empathetic person which would which would just be part of that sort of sensitivity mm -hmm. for sure. And I have, I have no qualms about that at all. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's anything to be ashamed about. I wasn't raised to be no. like a, no. a, I wasn't raised to be a, 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 a man, man or whatever the fuck they, right. you know what I mean? Like I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to, to be aware of the people around me. Well, that's and, because and your I, have dad great, I have a great partner in that. Like my wife is a, is a really good sounding board and reflection pool for me somebody that will be like who the fuck do you think you are 
Like, why would you ever say that? Who, say, why would you think yeah. that that would happen for you? Who Same are you? Here. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? She's my wife is a, she's a, exactly. She's a rock like that. She's a therapist. And um, we, we know where would I be, where would we be without him? Right. Yeah. Um, um, that's funny. Like you probably got, maybe you got that from your dad being a musician playing for people or like, you know, yeah, he's, and, he's you helping, know, my, helping people through music. Yeah. All my, uh, like a bunch of my mom's brothers playing bands and are musicians. So it's always been around. It's like an acceptable thing to do, you know? Yeah. What about the restaurant? Is that, was that in the family? Like, uh, no, I mean, not the, at all. The that, was, that essentially was like, I basically grew up in bars because I started playing bars when I was 12 or 13. So <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. understand the bar culture really well. I mean, way before I ever drank, I didn't drink until I was out of high school. So it's mm -hmm. not like I was a, a party. I was straight edge in high school. So, um, but I've spent most of my life in bars, like mm -hmm. playing, playing in bars. So it was mm -hmm. something that was just really natural for me to go to. And it's the same hours, essentially coming off tour and opening a bar is essentially just staying on tour, but you get to go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's safe. It's much safer, much safer. Yeah. And the food um, thing is, is new for us, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's a natural progression. Every time I've had a, uh, a guest on who, who's kind of, who's a musician, who's not in the food industry. Um, I, we talk about food and music pairings and I send, I, I end up after the show, I send them recipes with suggested music pairings or whatever, but it mm -hmm. sounds like you guys are, you, you and Christine are already kind of making those curated playlists and like pairing stuff. Yeah, but but, I, I'd, I'd always be interested in more for sure. Like I yeah. Would. Well, I mean, like I sent you that one menu that we just did, but like, yeah. I, I, I think that, um, I should also get your input, you personally, like what say, what would you pair with, you know, Wiretap Scars album? Like what would, like, would you say uh, uh, in the wine world or in the liquor world, like pick something to pair with that one, you know? So like the, the so the end of At The Drive-In, so like the Relationship of Command record, mm -hmm. I pretty much only, and I, and I went to the hospital for this, like I pretty much only drank Red Bull and vodka and oh. smoked cigarettes. That's all I did for like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I, I literally went to the hospital before I got married, throwing up blood because my body was just rejecting the lifestyle, like the stress and the pressure and the, mm -hmm. and the whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, that was my heaviest, like consumption of that, like Red Bull's terrible for you, you know, I mean, for your stomach, like just it's bad sugar. Um, but then wiretap scars was a lot of I think we are like in a heavy Jameson and Coke phase, which is not, it's not. So there's this great story where <laughs> we, we play this, this place called King Tut's in Glasgow. And when you sell out King Tut's, you get a bottle of scotch, okay. which is a, a big deal to them. Yeah. I didn't understand it at all. I was not aware of the culture of scotch. I didn't know any better. So you're like, boom. <laughs> well, they brought it in and... <laughs> you know, they do this whole thing, right? Like you, you sold out the room and we bring you this. And then I got it and put it in a glass with Coke. And they were just like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, why, why did you give it to me? If you're going to tell me how to drink it, you know? And it, that's just, that's a dumb, that's a dumb kid learning, but I learned, you know? So I just think if you went from starting a band when you're 17 and drinking, yeah. I didn't really even drink at the beginning. Like, if you go from that to now, it's just the giant arc of like mm -hmm. cheap, free, all the way to now respecting the whole culture of it and the process of making it and mm -hmm. understanding that 
again, it's a journey, right? Like, yeah, I didn't start out like when you drink an IPA for the first time and all you've ever drank is Pabst. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. First time you drink that, you're like, oh, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. What? Oh, ew, gross. Yeah. Again. yeah. And the first time you have like PD Scotch, you're like, this tastes like fire. I don't like this is disgusting, <laughs> you know. But there's an evolution to your understanding of these things, or there should be, or I hope there is, at least for me. Uh-huh. And so you kind of go, you start learning, right? Your friend circle gets bigger. You meet you meet people from other countries. You start having these experiences. You eat sushi in Japan. That changes everything. Oh, like, changes your life. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it starts out with like somebody shows you a, a sake bomb and then you realize that that's just a tacky thing to do, right? But <laughs> but when you're 21, it's like the f- fucking funnest thing in the world. Hot sake and a cold beer all shot at once. Like, yeah. Make, makes your head floaty it's it's interesting i wouldn't do that now but it's it's an evolution and i think that that to me has been the most exciting part like i've had some really great culinary experiences i mean playing a show in italy at a really small club that's put on by some people whose parents own a restaurant in the countryside that's going to feed you after the show and we get to the restaurant at like you know 11 p.m at night or whatever after this show and they just keep bringing us and we're you know, everybody in the band is vegetarian and they just keep bringing us more and more food and it's the most insane pasta and wine all all just family style with yeah like i mean i i get tears in my eyes thinking about it now because it was one of the greatest experiences of my life 100 brought to me by punk rock by being ah. in a punk rock band that was playing yes then you booked by a punk rock booking agent that I got to have this experience. This wasn't, this wasn't a four-star restaurant in New York that somebody bought me, whatever, you know what I mean? Like this was, this was like from the earth and it was, it yeah. was a beautiful experience. And I'll never forget it. I'll from never the heart. forget it. Yeah. It was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, all I love all that. of those things are an evolution, you know, that's, that's all part of the journey. Totally. I, I kind of like the fact that you keep saying you, that it's a journey. Cause like, yeah, it's know, a thing. Isn't it? It's, it's well, uh, <laughs> to go to throw back to our, our early conversation shauna said the same thing it's like it's all a journey no destination you know yeah, she's, she's, i don't believe you know. in yeah i just don't believe in a destination um because you have to remember also um and i don't know how long you were planning on this but i'm i'm almost at an hour just to give you a heads up i can't yeah, yeah. i can't much past this but um all of this is can be stopped immediately by a bus like all all of this shit can be stopped immediately by choking on something or falling off a bridge or whatever it is. Sure. Reality. I don't have, I don't have anywhere I need to be before that happens. Yeah. I don't have anything like I love my family and my family will be taken care of Mm -hmm. um, and they will continue their own journey. But Mm -hmm. if my journey stopped right this second, I'd like to think that I enjoyed up to right this second. Not that every day is great, but right, every, day, right. every day you try to make it as good as it can be and you try and be the best person you can be. And you, I don't need to run over anybody to get anywhere. You know, yeah. like I, I don't need to wear those shoes. I'm good with, I'm good with this. Yeah. Like I, I'm good. I mean, the, 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 I, I was going to ask you like what kind of, what makes you emotional when we were talking about emotion and emotive, but you kind of like talked about it with that trip to Italy and the food. That's pretty, that's pretty rad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not jealous, but, enviously a little bit of that you know like that'd be really cool to do a food and music tour together like pairing yeah. the you know but in in somewhat purposeful but also somewhat 
you know, voluntary of people, but that's really cool that you got to do that. And it sounds have like, it, of, have you ever thought of chefing on tour? Like being, being a tour <laughs> chef? Uh, yes, I, uh, definitely. And when, uh, when I would, I used to tour around and I would cook kind of between shows or between tours or whatever, when we were, I was doing music and that's kind of how I started doing that. Like learning different cuisines from around the country, you know, mm-hmm. Minnesota and Texas and Maine and of course all of Southern California and then Northwest. So like all these different things, just at people's houses. And so that's mm-hmm. why I still like to host house concerts and small shows like after parties or whatever, because I know that's where the real intimacy is. Yeah. Like I could talk, I could only talk to you so long at a, at a local bar because they close, you know, but at my house, we don't close or whatever. I mean, that sounds che- a little bit cheesy, but like, no, 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 I, I get it. 100%. I want people to spend the night, you know, all this kind of stuff. So like, um, but yeah, like touring or, or like if a band comes through, I'll say, come, come by my house or my restaurant and I'll just, I'll cook for you, whatever you want, vegan, whatever. Um, or, you know, my house or I'll, I'll come do your tour, you the festival, my friend puts on festivals or whatever. So I was just trying to use my talent that way because that's a pairing. It's like me plus that, or I don't know, but yeah, I mean, and I also send recipes and whatever, just to kind of pair, I would do this with this song or, you know, like yeah. I asked, like I asked you and you said blink twice. And, um, but yeah, so to kind of, I guess to kind of land the plane here to kind of close it out for you is like, can you, would you be willing to share like a nugget of wisdom from either your, your travels or your family or anything you've learned? It sounds like you're on a, in a really good place mentally and sure. physically, obviously baseball yeah. and all this stuff, but like the album's called also called daggers that, that has to mean something, you know, like, I mean, you know, like it sounds pretty hardcore if you, you know, but as for a, you know, Look, everybody is going to get stabbed in the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, or already it's, has been. Yeah. And it's not that. And I think that would be my best advice, which is, is this album a result of those experiences in life? Absolutely. Like, because I am who I am from all of these experiences. I wouldn't change any of them. Some of them have been really painful. I've lost friendships. Um, I've lost people that I love to drugs. I've lost friends to just bad shit between us all of those things are daggers in your back yeah um and it's not that that happened it's what are you going to do with that mm-hmm. so my my you know it's like when people ask me what's this what's the secret or what's the trick or how do i get where you are what do i you know so i always say tour so if you're a band and you want to do this for a living tour yeah because honestly that's going to shake out all the all the non-believers like going <laughs> yeah. tour because yeah. Yeah, you know, bad shit's gonna happen, and it's gonna be super rough, and your girlfriend's gonna leave you while you're on tour, and you're gonna do too many drugs one night and go to a hospital, and like all these things are gonna happen. And what are you gonna do about that? Like, you're either gonna give up, or you're gonna keep going. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. and and either one is fine. It's just that will help you determine where you're headed. Because again, like we'll wrap it up with the same thing. It's a fucking journey in that that journey, (laughs) in that journey, there's going to be daggers, you know, in that journey, there's going to be bridges that you set both sides on fire. Like sometimes you just fuck up and that's it. And there's nothing else to do except you fall and then you get up and you start again. So I think that's it. And that's, that's all, all the lyrics of this record. You can read through and through and you can find that, you know, you can find bridges being burned on both sides and you can, you can say, yeah, that sounds like your song. I will take the, I will carry this stuff with me to the point where I've learned the lesson from it and then I'll let it go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Totally. Like I don't need it. I don't need to carry this for the sake of carrying a burden. I don't need to be an example or a martyr. 
I just need to carry it until the point that I've understood it and then I can let it go. And then we can move on and do something else. Yeah, like another record. (laughs) <laughs> like another record. I, I know. Speaking of that, just yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of the, like those lyrics, let's just real quick. You're, you when you were talking about your dad singing to the room of uh, people about to go off to the Vietnam War, I was like, that yeah. sounds like a really good song. Like, you know, this that feeling or this that that theme of that room, and it's like yeah. singing. You no, know, I mean, like you singing about that particular thing. You know, like right. like that well, would be every every night is a goodbye party, right? Every night is a going away party. Like that's a tough gig. That's Dude. a tough gig. Seriously, your dad, your dad sounds like a really cool dude. Um, <laughs> so shout out to shout out to your dad, shout out to Christine and and Sal, right? And, and Sal, Sal for yeah. sure. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Chef Sal. <laughs> Sal's holding it down, man. That guy's worked like seven days a week for months, basically, just because we have, you know, like I'm sure with you, it's hard to find people right now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That dude has earned the craziest vacation as soon as we can give it for him. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Sal. Come visit me in San Diego. Um, And and I'll I'll try to make it out to uh, El Paso and yeah, you know, we're, here. we're here. Woo, I love it. We'll do some vegan shit. But anyways, yeah. Uh, thanks, Jim. This is amazing. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. it's been super fun. And I will yeah. see you. I hope to see you in San Diego in a couple of months. I'm sure you will. And we'll, and we'll do beer Fridays. Or yeah, Friday we'll, Fridays. We'll, we'll chat before that. But all right. Yeah, um, of course. Thanks again for having me. Appreciate you got it, it, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Ciao. Bye. Bye. But a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. Well, my friends, we did it. Episode 30, a fine conversation with a fine gentleman indeed. Mr. Jim Ward, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate everything you've done, everything you've done for me musically. All the inspiration. You're the inspiration. But also, it's cool that you do a restaurant with your wife, and there's custom playlists, and it's cool that you are humble enough to admit that your wife does a lot of the work at the restaurant, stuff like that, because a lot of a lot of guys don't do that. Also, shout out to your chef Sal. I hope you're um, hope you're thriving in the kitchen, making new menus and stuff like that. If you ever need any help, let me know. I'd love to help you, whether I come out there or just send recipes or whatever. I'll do anything to help you guys. Um, because it's really cool what you're doing for your community. That said, I can't wait to see Jim when he comes to San Diego. He's going on tour, like we said in the episode with Thrice, and some, and also I think some solo shows, if, if I'm reading that correctly, if I'm hearing that correctly. Either way, I'm going to go see some concerts, and uh, check check my show notes for his uh, upcoming concerts in your area, and, and particularly in this area. All the links to Jim's stuff is in the show notes. I'm going to play a couple songs at the end. I just wanted to say thank you again for getting through episode 30. If you need to catch up on other ones, they're all there. Everywhere you look, everywhere podcasts are available. The last one was fun. The one before that was fun. I got some playlists. I got some more playlists coming up. My next uh, episode is going to be with Rob and Sam from Heartwork Coffee. They were also in a bunch of hardcore bands. So we're going to talk a lot about food and music, of course, pairings, because they do it all. And until then... I bid you a fond farewell. I'll see you at my next event, August 22nd at Harvest Kitchen. Taco pop-up, record swap. There's going to be some rad stuff. And also I'll be talking about some other fun events around the area. And of course, I'll see you at uh, your local coffee shop or brewery if you're in San Diego. We'll be around. Anyways, hit me up on Instagram at TheFamilyCast. You can also go to Patreon for some bonus stuff. 
at that's patreon.com familycast and i'll be doing i'm gonna be making some slight changes to everything but um nothing too harsh don't worry and what else we got for you stay clean out there it's it's time to mask up again um i know it sucks nobody wants to do it but i don't want to lose business um by be by having any of my staff get sick because once once one person gets sick there's still a quarantine so it's just a long rigmarole i want to get out of this i hate wearing the mask it's too hot in the kitchen but I also don't want to infect anybody or get infected because I already got sick once and it sucks. It actually really, really sucks to get COVID, um, especially as a chef. I couldn't taste anything. So no, all joking aside about COVID, it's happening again. Gosh dang it to heck. It's happening. It's happening. And there's nothing we can do about it except for be patient with each other. Be kind to one another. Keep your hands clean. Keep your face clean. Don't sneeze on anybody, of course. But anyways, yeah, that's it's all common sense stuff. If everyone just showed a little common sense and common decency, we might get out of this together. Shout out to everyone who's working so hard to keep everyone safe, like firefighters, paramedics, nurses, doctors, everyone doing the fighting the good fight, doing good things for people. Um, keep that up. Let's figure out together what we can do for each other as a community. Shout out to shout out to what week is this? Shout out to all the birthdays this week there's many there's many many birthdays guests on the podcast before andy mcqueen has a birthday this week um, my sister amy's got a birthday this week and we got a bunch of other stuff coming up so i don't want to spoil all the surprises but yeah links in the show notes go to sx coffee roasters uh sx coffee roasters friend of the show aaron episode seven he is making some good good stuff good collabs with bands go to heartwork coffee get some coffee from there they're doing collabs with everybody so much good stuff to offer you uh liquiddeath.com famcast at checkout for some goodies and what else who else we're talking about public square coffee lots of coffee i'm guessing talking about lots of coffee it sounds like right now i had a lot of coffee shout out coffee anyways oh sleeplet we are sleepless they got coffee so all these all these friends of the show have are doing coffee hmm i wonder why maybe we're getting old (laughs) anyhow coming up soon a couple songs from gm ward uh first i'm gonna play something from sparta on his last Sparta record. Um, it's called Cat Scream. We talked about it in the episode a little bit, and so I'm going to play the song for you. It's a rad song. kind of reminds me of one of my friend's songs. Um, I'm not going to give that away, but uh, it's, a, it's a really good song. I like it. And, and then after that, from his latest solo record, Daggers, I'm going to play Blink Twice, because I've been play, putting that on some of my kitchen videos. And so we're going to do two songs that Jim has done. He's done many, so it's hard to pick just two. And I don't have to pick two, but... Yeah, we did it. So anyways, yeah, Sparta, Cat Scream. Jim Ward, Blink Twice, from Daggers, both on Dynalone Records. Be sure to get your copy. All right, here we go. I'll see you next time, everybody, on The Family Cast, where I do punk chef pairings. It's your boy, Chef Josh, signing off. Ciao, ciao. Bellissima. Talk to you soon. All that good stuff. Go have a nice beverage today. It's hot out there. Okay, ciao.
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Yeah. <laughs>